Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Dr. Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Dr. Hugh. Let's catch a buzz. All right. So you've got a very dark beer in your glass. I do. Uh, this is uh, one of the uh, ones I talked about last time we were here. Now, this uh, was just a, a regular stout, but what I did is I secondaried it, which means you take it off primary fermentation, you put it in another container to sit for a few weeks. Now, the purpose of that is to clarify the beer, meaning... What uh, the primary fermentation? There's a big yeast cake in the bottom, okay? Yes. And you get sediment and th- stuff like that. If you filter it off that without disturbing it, you, first of all, that's not in there. Also, more of it settles to the bottom. So when you bottle it, hopefully you have a clearer beer. That's the idea. The neat thing about secondarying is you can also introduce other flavors. So this is the one that uh, I uh, secondaried this on oak chips. They were um, Jack Daniels uh, whiskey oak barrel chips that were soaked in a black velvet whiskey for about a month. Okay. before they went in and then i also added uh, just a handful of uh, some frozen mixed berry kind of stuff because i knew i was going to do something fruity with it later i wanted to start that backbone so for two weeks this sat on the fruit and the oak chips when i went to bottle it and anybody out there goes oh now nah, you used an extract this was my first attempt at this uh so i and i've used real fruit before and sometimes i've had some mixed results so i just wanted to try it um i don't expect this to be perfect but i got a bottle of cherry extract now one bottle is supposed to be good for a whole five gallons um i found after putting it in because i secondary these in two and a half gallon batches i found that i didn't i didn't really taste it it wasn't there so i actually used the whole thing okay so that went in right before bottling to you, you want to do that right at the end if you're going to use an extract to get the most flavor in the bottle now this didn't turn out exactly the way I expected, and the first week I tried one, and the oak was overpowering. It was almost undrinkable. It certainly mellowed out a significant amount. I'm not sure if I get the cherry, but I definitely have some fruit on this. Okay, so what are you calling this for the show notes? I, oh, man. It, it would be a oak-aged cherry stout, I guess. Okay. I guess we should start with that, so then when you're explaining it, I can write it down. There's no weird, awkward sign. Okay, all right, all right. We can do that. I will definitely lead with that from now on. Yeah, it just makes sense. All right, so let's try this. All right. Uh, Hugh's taking his sip right now, and I'm going to explain what I see. Um, it almost looks like a root beer when you look at it. Um, does that sound fair? 
Look I would it. say so, yeah. Definitely. Doesn't smell like a root beer, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what I'm getting for a smell because this thing's been broken so many fucking times that I'm lucky if I smell anything. <laughs> it, it looks like it. Alright. I get an IPA taste off of it. You said it's a stout? Really? Yeah. yeah, it's a stout. Wow, that, that was not a, a good uh, eye wrinkle there, Paul. No, this 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 fits right into that wheelhouse with the the, the, the taste I don't like. The, what I call the uh, the soap beer. Really? Yeah. Because I don't get soap off it. I get I get fruit. It's not strong enough to be cherry. And I get the wood. The wood is very bitter. That might be where you're getting maybe, it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I don't know. This one is definitely not for me. No? No, unfortunately. I don't say that very often with the beers you make either. Well, you know, it's it's understandable. Actually, the next beer I'm making, I'm making specifically for you. Like the one that you're brewing right now? Or, yes. Okay. Yes, it's a nut brown ale, and I'm going to be adding a raspberry extract to it. Oh, ha ha, yeah. Ooh, ha ha. Ooh, ha ha ha. Yeah, there we go. <clears throat> so, yeah, that, the rest of that's yours if you'd like it. Oh, man, you're going to get me drunk. I, can't, I, I have can't to drive home. Yeah, I, I've got some driving to do, too. i got to get a haircut today before we go do all this nonsense. Oh, so I'll take the drub. There you go. That's what he, whatever he just said. Um, so I'm sure with with uh, those of you who enjoy this kind of a taste, uh, you're gonna be all about it because uh, it's a quality beer. I, it's just not my taste. Well, interestingly enough, I know you don't like IPAs. Um, I am the next purchase I make. I'm going to try my hand at that just because I haven't made one. Nice. Um, I don't know if I can. Uh, tweak that in any way to make it more to your liking but i mean i've also done like 20 no 15 or 20 gallons of stout in a row mm-hmm. and i still have another five gallon batch to make nice so i i'm kind of like i'm not sick of stouts but i feel like i want to branch out a bit yeah. speaking of branching out paul um, I did want to bring up, and this isn't my, my geeked, but it fits right into Beer Bastards. I wanted to talk about Branching Out Bottle Shop. Do you know where, have you heard of this place before? Yes, I've been in contact with them, actually. Really? I haven't been there, but I, I've talked with them. Yeah. Uh, about in, Show related? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I wish I had mentioned something when I was in there the other day. Um, what's great about that place, well, what's not great about it is it's all the way in Camillus. Right. Uh, which sucks. What's great about it is it's two doors down from Mitsuba, which is one of our favorite places to go to lunch on Fridays. Nice. Uh, but we don't do we don't do it very often. But if you've never been to Mitsuba, I don't know if you've ever been there. I haven't. Um, better than Ichiban, and I say this as a thirty plus year fan of Ichiban. They've gone way downhill. Um, Mitsuba is fantastic. If you go there for lunch, it's like seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine for their lunch special, which get, gets you the full hibachi treatment. Really? Yeah soup the fried rice the cooked stuff i mean it's not quite as much food as you'd get at a, a dinner at ichiban but i mean for 8.99 it's you can't you can't beat it it's awesome but we go there i get to walk into the bottle shop now what's great about that place i don't know if she's the owner or not there's this girl i think she has like dreads or she's got crazy hair with some colors in it um really nice they have a dog there who lives mm-hmm. there his name's barley yes. which i think is great and um they have, you know, hands down the best beer selection I've seen so far in New York. Now, I'm a big fan of Stafford Convenience. I'm a big fan of the one on the boulevard whose name is kind of confusing. Is it Syracuse Beverage, Syracuse Party Source? I think they kind of have a couple different names because yeah. they've been there for like 30 years or something. Um, I love those places. You know, they're my local places. But I got to say, Branching Out has the best selection I've ever seen. Nice. And... Um, I haven't been to a lot of bottle shops, so don't hold that against me, but I'm pretty impressed. And I went in there last week, uh, and 
uh, picked up a couple bottles. Uh, one of them was this chocolate cherry thing that ended up really not being either... Uh, no chocolate, no cherry. It wasn't great. Uh, the other thing I got was from Evil Twin Brewing, and it was an Imperial Biscotti uh, with hazelnut and red chili. And I got to tell you something. I, I want to pick up one of those and bring it to the show one day. Uh, I was blown away because you, you've had some of my beers that were spicy. Yes. I, I've thrown the red pepper flakes. I've done the whole Chipotle, uh, Chipotle's in it. And usually there's heat. Sometimes there's smoke. What was amazing about this is the heat wasn't even really a factor. It was actually the flavor of the pepper was right at the forefront. Really? I've never tasted anything like that. It's always the heat at the end of it. You know, it's the last thing that kicks in. It was fucking amazing. It's like 12 point something percent alcohol. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's fantastic. And if, if you guys have a chance to check that place out and know, I mean, we're not trying to get a sponsorship, but yeah, I think, you know, one way you get sponsorships is talking about businesses you really love with yeah. enthusiasm. And I, I'm blown away by that place. They're great. Uh, they're nice. And they have an amazing selection. So if you like beer, you should check them out. Outstanding. I haven't stopped in there yet because usually, like, when I'm pulling into that plaza, it's because I have 10 minutes to get into Movie Tavern and get to my show. I kind of figured as much. So. <clears throat> or going to Buffalo Wild Wings, and then they're usually closed at that, that, that time. So yeah, yeah. They have weird weekend hours too, don't they? I'm not sure if they're weird. Um, I can check their Facebook. I actually uh, like them on Facebook, and um, I, I I don't know about their hours, but they do run a lot of contests. Like they apparently travel to other areas and bring beer back. Nice. Like they buy it in stores and bring it back. And while they're out, they will take pictures. And I saw on their Facebook, they were like, you know tell us what brewery this is at and win free beer. And I was like, oh, that's so neat. That's cool. They're definitely engaged with their community. I like it. Yeah, she seemed really cool when we were messaging back and forth. Yeah, it probably was the same girl. Because I've seen her at both times I've been there. She was the one. Yeah, I think she's the one. Yeah. Excuse me. So, well, we can't really do beer number two since you're still full of beer number one. Hold on. That's all right. I mean, we're not trying to get your shit faced at 10 o'clock in the morning, 9.30 in the morning. It doesn't matter how fast I drink it if we have to drink all three before the end of the show. Okay, good point. But why don't you tell me what you're geeked about while I finish this beer? Okay, so I'm geeked because Captain Marvel has now hit over a billion dollars, with a B, billion dollars worldwide. Um, A, it's awesome because that's the first female-led Marvel movie, and it's just going through the roof. Yeah. Um, Two, it's awesome because, fuck you, Cosmic Book News. Fuck you, Matt McLoyne. I fucking hate you guys, and I love seeing how wrong you are. And I'm not the only one. Like, they're taking a whole lot of shit, like, every time they post something. Because now they have to post the news that it has now made a billion dollars. So everybody's on there telling them, you know, doing screen captures of their old posts about how it was going to fail and it wasn't going to make any money. <laughs> so I, I'm really enjoying that. We're going to talk about that a little later, too, just so you know. Okay, so the, that's coming back the, around. There, there's some controversy there. Um, I did want to tell you, though, I finally had the chance to see the movie. Yeah. And um, I, I, we never really got to unpack that on the show, and I don't know if it's still too soon to do that. Uh, it's been almost a month now. I think we can do it. Well, you know, I, I want to say this. Fantastic movie. Yes. I mean, I, I can't... It deserves every single penny it makes, deserves all the accolades it gets. Um, I have seen the reviews tend to be like overglowing, like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And like they did with Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think Black Panther deserved. I have to rewatch again because I've only okay. seen it like one and a half times. I, I think Black Panther 100% deserved that. It, it was that good. Um, this movie isn't quite that good, but I, I think if I tell you why, you'll understand. Uh, it, it's a little bit uneven because beginning of the movie 
it seems like she's she's supposed to be cold, doesn't know her past, she's very good at what she does. By the end of the movie, she's warmed up, she's learned who she was, except beginning of the movie, she's cold, then she busts the guy's balls, makes a few jokes, then she's cold, and then she's like kicking ass and, and happy. And then after she finds out, finds out who she is, she's kind of the same. It's... I couldn't. I, I didn't process the character's journey all that much. There's really not a whole lot that changes about her from the beginning to the end, except she knows her name is Carol. Right. And and I I felt that that could have been done more effectively if she wasn't as personable in the beginning, and that was part of her personality that shone through at the end. And I get that some of this was the real her showing through, which probably added to her confusion. But as a movie watcher, it, it wasn't clear. Like if you watch. Um, uh, Tony Stark's journey in Iron Man 1 from selfish douchebag to hero. There's a clear journey where he changes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much she's changed by the end of the movie. Other than she knows what she's capable of, but she's kind of the same person. But I feel like the movie wanted me to think she changed. You know, I, I feel like that was the story they were trying to tell a bit. And uh, it was just uneven. That's all. Oh, Does yeah. that make I'll sense? That. Yeah, yeah I, I think that they, they wouldn't have to change anything, but maybe if they rearranged a few things it would have made a little more sense. But, I mean, I'm watching the movie, and that jumped out at me. That I, I don't, like, especially in the beginning, I'm like, I don't really understand this character. I don't understand her motivations. I think I know what the movie's trying to tell me I'm supposed to feel, but I'm not seeing that in the story. And it also, I mean, the whole beginning of it's kind of confusing, where they jump you, like, right into the middle of the story. Like, she's... I, I mean, I know you can't really do an explanation on it, because, I mean, that's the whole, like... That the whole the turn in the movie at the end, like where you figure everything out, so you really can't give her backstory the way they do it. No, but you know what? I think that maybe they could have, because it kind of starts off with that fight scene, that sparring scene. Yes, if I remember right. I think they could have done a little bit more there, so that you you. It's almost like you know. I started watching the movie, and I'm like. Did they like right. forget Did the first reel? The first? Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, you know, the, the credits stop and then that, and it was a little bit jarring. Excuse me. Um, I don't think um, I don't have anything bad to say about Brie Larson uh, as an actress. I think she did a good job with what she had. I think that, like I said, had they changed the pacing a bit and the story beats, it, it she probably would have shown through a bit more. Uh, her performance does come across as a bit muddled because of that. Because mm-hmm. one second she's badass, you know space core person the next second she's busting this guy's balls and uh had that been handled better i think she she would have come off better which is one of the things people complain i've heard people say that oh yeah wouldn't and i I really think that's due to the writing not due to her because the scenes where she is more herself it definitely she shines oh yeah and does a great job so yeah i I don't want it to sound i don't want to be one of those people who's saying bad things about it but i also want to be realistic about it it's not the best movie marvel's ever made oh yeah Um, i don't i don't i mean is anyone actually saying that i said it definitely cracked my top five now i you know i i think maybe that's fair i hadn't thought about it in that perspective um i I was thinking that even marvel's worst movie is better than most movies that's also a good point yeah yeah. uh (laughs) so i mean it's it's not a bad club to just be in you just being in the club is enough uh but no it's definitely near the top it's especially considering it's it's such a breakthrough movie Mm -hmm. um i do feel that black panther was much better whereas black panther got praise heaped on it because it it deserved it 100 percent. i mean i think that that might be their i don't know if i want to say best because i gotta tell you i have a really really fond place for a civil war in my heart i think yeah i think i actually anything that the russos have done an amazing job with everything everything um but uh yeah i mean black panther was awesome this yeah maybe top five yeah definitely with me 
And I mean, it, it bumped it up anyway because I'm a really big fan of all the cosmic stuff. So, I mean, I was going to... I mean, unless basically it came out and it was a DC movie, I was going to enjoy it. <laughs> well, I, I do think w- one thing that struck me as odd... Now, I am not a Captain Marvel reader, but as she has taken control of like the Avengers at some times and S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything, e- even if I don't read her books, she's present in a lot of books I do read. And I will say that the character they're portraying in the movie doesn't quite jive with the character I know from the comics, but I didn't read her origins i didn't see how she got to be there it is a little hard to imagine her getting to that point i mean this this is a person who went she went toe-to-toe with iron man in civil war ii i mean she was the captain america replacement she's that big of a fucking deal in the marvel universe and the fact that she's not gotten a movie up until now is ridiculous Um, but she's that big and that powerful and i have a hard time seeing this version of the character being the version from the comics down the road maybe that's part of the story but you know some things are intrinsically tied to a person's personality Mm -hmm. you know and uh I'm having trouble seeing it now. I mean, maybe she doesn't become that in the MCU, and that's fine. Right. But that—that that is one of the things I was thinking about the Captain Marvel I'm familiar with while I'm watching this movie. And I'm not quite sure how we get from here to there, um, but I think this is a good start to go somewhere. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I'm just... Like you are saying, I'm still unsure how she becomes the new centerpiece of the MCU, if that's what they want to do, because she doesn't... She doesn't kind of have the veritas that Chris Evans or uh, Downey have. I so. think I think you have to step back from that <clears throat> because writing plays a huge role in things like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I don't know if the Russos are quitting after Avengers, but if Disney gave them enough money to keep going, uh, I'm fairly certain. Considering they have a, a pretty much spotless track record, right. we don't have to, to worry about that. Um, but also, the, this movie was in a very difficult place because they've wrote them in, themselves into a place where they need her to finish the Avengers story. This right. phase of it, at least. They had to get her on the board. So regardless of what happened in this movie, they had to get her to a place where she was established, but not around. All right? That, that definitely put some limits on what they could do with her. She couldn't be the big superhero that people are cheering for and all this stuff because nobody knows who she is right now. Right. Uh, that, that was difficult. I, I think that when you talk Veritas, I, I think that that would be easily fixable once she's a, a public character. She gets to... I mean, think about all the great things Captain America has said. Right. All his speeches or whatever. She didn't get that kind of a platform. She doesn't get to do that yet. So she's definitely going to be lacking. I think that actually Avengers Endgame might be where she gets to step that up. Probably. Just from what we've seen. Now, you did stay for the credits, right? Yes, okay. I did. Now, do you think that's one of the deals where they just did, they pulled a clip from the movie? Or do you think that was... <sighs> Exclusive to. I, I feel like that particular clip, since it appears to be the first time she appears to them, I feel like it has to be a clip from the movie. Right. Because what else could it possibly be? Yeah. That yeah. was my thought. Yeah. It, it, which is kind of sad because they usually don't do that in the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed, but. I've done it a couple times. Oh, have like they? That's, uh, End of Ant Man was a clip directly from. Civil War. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right. It's kind of hard to keep those all straight. Oh, my God. And, uh, what, we're up to, what, 21 movies now? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Now, did you see that? Starting Tuesday, some of the AMC, AMC theaters are running a full marathon. No, I didn't. None of them around here. Oh, that's, that's fucking insane. Like, not, yeah. is it like a movie a day, or is it right in a row? 59 hours in a row. Like, I mean, obviously, they must have to stop for breaks and stuff, you know, intermissions. 
but yeah. Yeah, they'd have to stop for people to sleep. That's insane. I, I don't I don't know how they're doing it, but it starts Tuesday and culminates at like five o'clock on the twenty fifth for uh for and wait if it starts uh, Tuesday the twenty third. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say if it starts this Tuesday, they're definitely taking sleep breaks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the twenty third. So it, it's right up before it. Now, what they need to do is edit out all the credits. That would be great. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Just boom, boom, boom. MCU the movie. Wow. Can you imagine? Well, that, obviously, that, you can. Yeah. I'm talking about That it. would be absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear the, uh, is that Santa Claus on the roof? <laughs> the overlord's <laughs> doing the opposite of what I told him to do. There's that. So, uh, what's got me geeked this week, and I, I'm sure that you've read about this, but uh, maybe some of our listeners have not, but Google announced Stadia this week. Oh, it was last week, actually. Stadia? Nothing? Fill me in. Okay. Do you recall that I was uh, part of the uh, beta group, testing group for Project Stream? Yes. You we were talking about, about this an episode or two ago. Yes. Well, Project Stream is now called Stadia. That's uh, S-T-A-D-I-A. Google announced it, and it is going to be their cloud gaming platform. Uh, it's going to allow you to access their computers and play AAA games, regardless of what kind of a computer you have. You have an old junker, as long as you've got an internet connection that's stable enough, you can use it. Um, I'm excited about it because I got to beta test it, and I know how freaking awesome it is. Uh, they haven't announced pricing, which... There are a couple things that are concerning. One, the fact that Google likes to start things and then just stop them. Okay. <laughs> right. um, the other thing that uh, pricing, I, you know, th- this is tricky because they're going to have to, you think they're going to charge monthly or yearly, but right. in this particular situation, it's not like a PlayStation Now or an Xbox Game Pass where you pay $100 a year and you have access to their whole library. These are, I mean, we're assuming we're talking brand new games. That's what Assassin's Creed Odyssey was, right. a brand new game. Um they're not going to be able to have you pay $100 a year and get every single brand new game you want. Right. So is it going to be $30 a month plus I pay $60 per game that comes out? Um, it's great for people that don't have computers, but I, I'm concerned that I don't see a price point at which they can break even on this mm-hmm. and it be acceptable for you know the average gamer. Right. I mean, for what you would pay for that in a year, you could buy yourself a computer that'll run those games at least for a year, <laughs> you know, right? Until things change, um, but it's still exciting because it's the next step in in this kind of technology. And I know from personal experience, it works. That's cool. So you want to spell it one more time for the listeners, even though it will be in the show notes. S T A D I A. Stadia, Stadia, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but... It's close enough, regardless. Pl- plenty of information out, out there on it right now. Uh, we just have to wait and see what Google says about pricing and rollout. Outstanding. And like I said, I will have it in the show notes, because I did write it down. Look at that. All right. So, are you ready to move on to let's, our second beer of the day? Let's do this. Hopefully, um, this is a little more appealing to you, and this is the one you've been waiting for. Is it? Yes, it I've is. I've been waiting for it. Okay. I'm curious. This is the... Samosa Stout. The Samosa Stout. Now, if you recall, I said that I was going to, last time, I was going to age a stout or secondary a stout on samosa cookies. Oh, that's right. Which I did. What I did is I took the cookies, I dipped them in uh, sanitizer first, which, I mean, the sanitizer is fine. Don't, 
don't be concerned about that. <laughs> He's just cracking open a, a bottle of uh, hand sanitizer and Dunkin' Coke. No, it's it's specifically made for, for this kind of stuff. It's right. the same stuff to clean the bottles. But when I bottle this, there's still a little sanitizer in it. That's fine. But I sanitize the outside of the cookies and the knife, and then I um, chopped up the cookies and threw them in the secondary and then put the beer on top and let it sit for two weeks. Now, okay. before you drink this, I want to uh, talk to you about it. This is another one didn't quite turn out the way I thought it would, but do you, what do you get in that smell with your busted-ass nose? Nothing. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about this is I expected... I, I, there's there's some, some stuff in this, okay? Just about everything disappeared except for the chocolate, which is interesting. The chocolate's waxy. It was like gray when I pulled it out, so it pulled the color mm-hmm. out, but the chocolate didn't dissolve. Everything else was gone. Really? Uh, there are bits of coconut in this. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was a professional um, beer... Bottler, I probably would have filtered it in some way. I don't have the ability to do that. So you, you get a little floater thing. It's a piece of coconut. Don't freak out about it. You know, not a big deal. Have you met me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's interesting is this didn't come out tasting the way I expected it to, but I feel like I do get the caramel a little bit, and I get some of the cookie. Uh, it's interesting. Um, give it a try. See what you think. All right. Another very dark beer, but that's to be expected. Yeah. You'll probably say it tastes like an IPA. Nope, definitely doesn't taste like an IPA. I'm trying to figure out what I get out of it, though. I mean, it, it definitely made a nice flavor. It's it's just, I'm not sure, it didn't come out tasting like what I expected. No, but it's not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, it's almost got I'm a... Just, like you're saying, it's, it's one of those where you're, just, you're trying to figure out what you're drinking while you're drinking it. Yeah. This would have been fun to do for like a, uh, like a blind taste test thing. <laughs> just fuck with people. This actually ended up being um, my favorite out of the batch, and I, I assumed the oak-aged one would because, you know, oak-aged beers are my thing. But Right. This is good. I like this. But again, I mean, you can't point to it and say, this is what I'm tasting. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like those flavors just came together and made a nice flavor. They just made up their own thing, yeah. It's a little sweet. It's a little tart. Mm-hmm. It's got some, some depth, some caramel richness. I almost feel like some of the cookie is in there, too. Uh, but I, I'm going to call it a success. I'm probably not going to do that again. Or if I do it, I'm going to triple the amount of cookies I use um, just to see if I can pull more flavor out of it. Yeah. I was concerned about, like, uh, infecting the batch of beer. I mean, I was really, because I'm like, you know, I, I didn't, I, and it, plus it was the complication of, you know, what happens. The cookies are going to dissolve. I'm going to have a mess in there. Right. Uh, I, the fact that I just ended up with a few bits of coconut here and there, uh I'm pretty happy with how it all came out. I like it. All right. I'll actually continue to drink this one. Well, good. I'm glad because I can't drink all these beers by myself. There's a third one here. and I I mean, I can, but then you're driving me home. Right. (laughs) Then I have to get an Uber home from there. Um, You know what, though? I like this format, though, where kind of Beer Bastards is laced through the show. That's pretty cool. I like it. And um, I also want to know what the audience thinks because, you know, they're so vocal. Um, do they like the idea of us just continually drinking through the show and, and randomly going back to it and discussing it? Let us know uh, at uh, contribute at geekpod.com. I also want you to uh, not slam that because something else I've noticed with these beers and with other ones is as they warm a little bit, the flavor profile changes a little. So let's interesting. I mean, we don't have to sit here for twenty minutes, right? But literally, stare at the literally like five, six minutes after you open it. Once it's had a chance to warm a bit, it might some of the flavors might come through a bit more. Interesting. Um, but we can move on with the show at this point. All right, I'm down with that. Um, <clears throat> do you want to um, do a couple little quick hits, or do you want to talk about comic books? 
We can do some quick hits. All right. So you remember my people of downtown segment? Yes. Well, I have another one for you. Okay. Um, and this this was a gentleman who just crossed my path. Didn't speak to me or anything. Just was continuing on his way. Um, but I had a giggle when I saw him. Can you do the giggle for me, please? Well, it was probably more of a snicker because I was oh. walking through. And I was like, "All right, snicker." Oh, okay. All right. Good. Good. Right. Um, <clears throat> he's I've 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 named him. Uh, I've named him. Um, Krusty Bear the Purple Pimp. <laughs> and I was going to sketch a picture of him, but again, I've ran out of time. Um, th- and this was 7.30 in the morning on the way into work one morning. I'm, I'm walking from my parking lot to the office. And he just comes out of nowhere on a crossway and just shoots across. Hands in his pockets as he struts past me. Um, and, and he had one of those 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 struts where he's kind of leaned back and... The, kind of, I don't know, 70s pimp-like, I guess. Okay. Um, and he was an African-American man um, wearing multiple gold chains um, with a beat-up fedora on and, I shit you not, a purple leisure suit. So he was Black Joker. Basically, that works too. <laughs> but I like the purple pimp better. It sounds better. Because uh, he did. He reminded me of a huggy bear. From the- <laughs> that That's... And that's going way back, so if we have young listeners, you may have to Google who Huggy Bear is, because I'm not going to tell you. <coughs> it's Starsky and Hutch, right? I have no idea what okay. you're talking about. Really? I just laughed because it seemed like I was supposed to laugh there, and I didn't want you to feel bad. <laughs> so now I have to edit this part out, or you're just blowing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's he'd, and when I say he was just wearing the leisure suit, like it didn't look like there was a shirt on underneath the, the jacket. Wow. Yeah. So, like I said, th- these are just things I see quick that make me snicker. I really have to sit down and draw these people out and put up pictures up there. You could. That would be funny. Speaking of the Joker, have you seen the trailer for I Joker? I did. And I'm I'm not sure what to think. I definitely want to see it. But, I mean, if this is supposed to be an origin story, Joker's pretty fucking old. Yeah. Y- you know, this whole... Elseworlds thing they're doing with the movies. I mean, first of all, it's the opposite of what's successful because Marvel's shown us what that is. Mm-hmm. And as much as Jared Leto's Joker divided people, I had accepted this is the, the cinematic Joker. I'm excited to see what he does because I feel like we've barely scratched the surface with him. Right. I mean, I would love to see that Joker, you know, go against Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like they're, in some ways, maybe they're robbing us of that, even though apparently he is maybe going to still be around and Harley Quinn is going to have her own offshoot of movies, but it's really confusing now. I mean, yeah. they, this is the company that said Batman can't be on TV because it'll confuse people. Yeah, and now we have multiple Batman yes. and Jokers. And- but the upside of that is that we get... An amazing actor like Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. And, I mean, I showed my wife that trailer, and, I mean, she even thought that looks really interesting. Um, I don't know that that's a Joker that they could carry through a bunch of movies. Right. Uh, but this is going to be a, a fucking great movie, I think. I mean, first of all, I mean, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, he's kind of, like, retired and come back. When he comes to, it does a movie, it's like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis doing a movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be shit. Right. You know, he doesn't do shit movies. Uh, I'm really, really excited to see uh, the, the the breadth and depth of this this film. I think it's going to be amazing. It's, it's definitely going to be different. Like, and do you see they're already saying that the little kid that he grabs by the face through the fence is Bruce Wayne. I did not see that. That's 
on a few of the internet sites, I don't remember which ones, are saying that that's what we're seeing there. And it's like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but okay. You know, if they're not going to tie these movies into the universe proper, I don't want them to make stupid connections. I don't want them to make Gotham-like connections, okay? Right. We already we already have Gotham that's completely, you know, it's like it took the continuity, bent it into a hole, and started screwing it, okay? <laughs> Gotham is <laughs> fucked up. And these standalone movies, if we're going to make them standalone, don't. Don't right. even you don't fact, have to come back. In fact, I, I don't even feel like this Joker story. I mean, they mentioned Gotham in the trailer. It doesn't need to have Gotham. They talk about somebody hiding behind a mask. I'm guessing that might be Batman. Don't, don't even have Batman in this movie. Right. You don't need to. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you really want to just break off and separate, you know, just, just do it properly. If it's successful and you want to fold that into the new Batman franchise being made, go for it. If you can get Joaquin Phoenix to do it, I mean, I'm sure it'll be fucking great. But um, don't shoehorn it in there. It doesn't need to be there. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, uh, as far as quick hits go, I did want to give you an Arkham update. Okay. Uh, as you know, I've been playing my way through the Arkham games, oh, and that's right. uh, I am uh, now on uh, the final one, Arkham Knight. Now, I, I want to say a lot of people gave Arkham Origins, which is the third game in the, uh, the series, which is technically a prequel to Arkham Asylum. Uh, people give it a lot of shit because Rocksteady, the developer of the main games, and people say Rocksteady's Batman trilogy. No, it's not a trilogy. I know that Arkham Origins was handled by a different studio, but a studio. But Rocksteady gave them all the assets, all their shit, and said, "You know, we don't have time to make this particular Batman game. Do it for us." Um, now, maybe people were upset because Arkham City and um, Arkham Origins pretty much used the same city, the same assets, the same everything, and they came out back to back. And that might have turned some people off because it's kind of like I just bought this game last year, having played it in order, meaning I played Origins first. Mm-hmm. the whole thing was refreshing it was like i got this right off the bat this big open city just like i imagine a batman game to be get to arkham asylum it's all in the asylum it's very close quarters and then when arkham city comes out you know the bridge the the second game but you know it happened before in real time origins this is getting confusing um it was like getting let loose back out into that city i didn't feel like i just bought this game before so maybe that my perspective by playing them in in that order in in universe order mm-hmm. uh, made it a little easier but i have to say those first three great games fantastic they feel like one big game the controls are all the same i mean everything the buttons all do the same stuff all throughout it it's that's one, awesome yeah one big huge experience and it's amazing i get to arkham knight and this is hands down the best game in the series so far. I'm only about 57% of the way through the story. The issue is, while Gotham is bigger, more fully realized, you now have the Batmobile, which is completely changes how you travel around. Um, they also change things, like Detective Mode, which was always one button for three games in a row, is now a different button. I am uh. still, still struggling with that. It calls the Batmobile now. I'm, I'm trying to be sneaky, turn on detective mode so I can see where these guys are hiding and walking around, and boom, the Batmobile comes in and tells everybody where I am. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's a minor quibble. I wish you could remap the buttons a bit. Uh, choosing your gadgets is also a little more complicated now. Uh, but overall, I mean, this, this game feels like a culmination of everything else they've done. And it's a, a big enough deal. I mean, Arkham Knight is a big enough deal that I, I'm sure that you read Detective Comics 1000. I haven't yet. Okay. At the very end of Detective Comics 1000, which, okay, this this was my comic for the week. This was my pick. Um, if you're going to go with a comic on during Batman's birthday celebration, it's got to be, you know, Detective Comics 1000. Right. Um, amazing stories, 
all throughout a bunch of t- small stories. Uh, certainly one that basically tells Zack Snyder to go fuck himself. Nice. Um, because, you know, Snyder came out recently and said, you know, if you think Batman wouldn't kill people, then you're you're immature, you're dumb, you're stupid, whatever. Uh, there's a story right in there about Batman finding the gun that killed his parents, melting it down, and putting it behind his symbol. Wow. On his suit. Because yeah, awesome. and, and reinforcing the idea that he doesn't use guns, he doesn't kill. Um, but at the very end, you see none other than the Arkham Knight revealed, and this is clearly what's happening in the future. He is on his way to Gotham to take on Batman. Now, unfortunately, I was spoiled. Um, Paul, are you in any danger of playing Arkham Knight anytime soon? Mm-mm. Okay, so... I, I got spoiled for who people are. I know who the Arkham Knight is. Yeah, me and, too. Okay. okay, I think that got put out there. Yeah, and and this Arkham Knight can't possibly be that person because he's already you know in the Bat family. So this this is something new. But the the, the game was a big enough deal that they're actually incorporating the character into the universe proper. They did have an Arkham Asylum comic book that had him in there, but I don't believe Arkham Knight has actually been in the real continuity before. Nice. So he's going to be in the continuity. I got ruined, though, because something happened during the game that actually... I mean, I had an emotional reaction and had to stop and had to see, can I go back and replay and fix this, or is this real, or will it be fixed by the end of the game? You don't usually get affected by things like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I don't know what happened in the game. You can. I mean, the game's been out for quite a while, right? Yeah. Holy crap! Um, Scarecrow, who's played by John Noble. Okay. Really? A fringe, fucking great performance. Um, Barbara Gordon is kidnapped. She's been Oracle, not in the first game, but the the two following games. She was Oracle, always in your ear while you're out there telling you stuff. Gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Batman chases her all over the place. Scarecrow, of course, has a new fear toxin that's you know awful. Batman finally finds her in a locked room with glass. He puts in the toxin. She gets scared. She sees Batman. No, no, I'm not going to let you take me. Takes the gun off the table and shoots herself in the head. No way. Sitting in her wheelchair also. Yeah, I was like, I I stopped. Now, apparently, maybe this was part of the Scarecrow's Scarecrow's trickery, but um, she is alive and well by the end of the game. Mm -hmm. But that's what I was certain. I mean, I don't usually do that with twists and turns in games, but I'm like, you can't do that to Barbara Gordon because while Batman's trying to find her, they actually did a reenactment. Okay, so in uh, Arkham Asylum, Joker injects himself with something called the Titan Formula, which yeah. is a variation on Bane's venom. Uh, well, it turns out that the Titan Formula is killing him. Um, he, uh, Batman, they both got injected, I believe, but Batman got the cure. A Joker got it too, but it was too late. So Joker's dying all throughout the next game, Arkham City. And at the end of it, um, he's dead. He, yes. he actually is completely dead. But he tries to get Batman to find him a cure. He actually, uh, Harley and uh, Joker trick Batman, and Joker injects Batman with some of his own blood. So that now he's got it too. So he has to find a cure to save Joker. Um, so when we get to this new game, uh, Batman didn't get the cure in time. Oh, He's actually slowly because there because joker's blood got sent out or they they sent out blood all over gotham and all over the area they found most of them but there were six people that they weren't that got transfused with that blood um four of them or five five of them actually turned into versions of the joker they're like, ah, fucking crazy nice. uh, one guy hasn't so far and he he seems fine so they're they're concentrating and trying to find a cure but what's basically 
it's taking Batman over, and now even though Joker's dead, Batman keeps seeing him. Oh. Like he pops up and he's talking to him. Hey, Bats, are you gonna are you gonna tell the the kid that Barbara's dead? I'm sure he's gonna be. I mean, he's it's it's amazing. Like I, I grapple to a rooftop, pop up, boom! There's Joker out of the blue. Not a cinematic, just he's always popping up and talking to you, and. What was amazing is while Batman's trying to find Barbara, he goes to her apartment to look for clues, and boom, a reenactment of the killing joke. Joker in the tropical shirt and all, shooting Barbara. I mean, it's it's wow. so good. This game is so fucking good. Uh, it has no it, it has no right to be this good. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it really it startled me when she shot herself in the head, and I couldn't believe it. So I kind of got spoiled for the rest, some of the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's not ruining my enjoyment of it. <clears throat> the integration of the Batmobile into the game, kind of a pain in the ass, because I'm not very good at driving games, but it really does become uh, integral, integral, integral. You have to use it uh, to complete some of the, the challenges. Uh, gotcha. But it's fantastic. Awesome. I mean, if you guys have a chance to do a playthrough like this, if you haven't played these games, I mean, please... I mean, you you can get most of them on Steam for dirt cheap. I think I paid eleven dollars for Arkham Knight on uh, PlayStation because that was the only one I didn't already have. That's awesome. No, I haven't played any of them. Oh, I haven't touched a single one of those. And it was because most of them are PS4 games when they came out, so I didn't have the ability. No, they're cross-platform. They're on Xbox. Well, I wasn't I an Xbox guy either. I, oh. I mean, like, for, remember, I mean, I've only had my PlayStation. Oh, so you just had a computer? Yeah, they're, they're available there, too. Yeah. Well, I never game on a computer, so. I'm sorry. I don't game a lot anyway, I mean, as we've seen. How are you doing on Spider-Man? Uh, still in the exact same spot I was uh, last time we talked you about You know, it. that does not surprise me at all. No, it shouldn't. Just too much shit going on all the fucking time. Y- y- you know what you need? You need Meantime. to get it, yeah, that too. You need to get a PS Vita. You need to remote play from the bathroom. Yes. Speaking of, yeah, I mean, you can't beat that. Okay, so I see you're uh, you're pouring the beer over there. I am, and you've probably noticed that this is uh, the head on this is like four inches. <laughs> it's huge. That's, that's what she said. <laughs> um, and it's got a very honeycomb like structure. Yes. What are we calling this? I, I don't really have a name for this. Um, this is just one of the random stouts that I made. I'm not even sure which flavor it is, but you notice there is an orange sticker on it. Yeah, so I'm calling it Orange Dot Stout. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I did in my last couple batches is I've been experimenting with um, my carbonation agent rather than doing just sugar. Uh, this, the orange sticker means that this was a little sugar and honey. And I've done a few with just honey, but what I've found is when I use honey as a um, uh, carbonation agent, a few things happen. First of all, when it pours, the head is huge. It does settle down, but uh, this has an amazing honey flavor to it. It's so delicious. This is... I, mean, I know I said my uh, the other one's my favorite. I mean, this doesn't count as a beer because this is just a different style, but I feel like uh, I'm going to do some more experimentation with this first of all i'm going to look at both honey and maple syrup rather than uh, sugar to impart flavors i may have to tone down because this is plenty carbonated Mm -hmm. i could have used significantly less what i need to do is figure out the right ratio 
um, to still impart a good flavor. Now this is going to have to settle before we can drink it, but I think you're going to really like this. Outstanding. Now something you said uh, brought me back to the past. You said something about a huge head. I went to high school with a guy who had a huge head. His head was so big they had to special order a football helmet for him. Seriously? Seriously. And I, I kind of know what that's like. No, you don't. Trust me. Dude, I, I, I can't wear. I can't walk into a store and buy a hat. Yeah, but you you don't look at you and go, "Wow, the dude's got a big fucking hat." Yeah, you can't tell. No, this guy you can. Can I? Yeah. What happened to him? He's still around. Yeah. Married, divorced, had a kid. Was afraid his kid was gonna have a giant head. <laughs> Did his kid have a giant head? Apparently, it's a larger head. It's okay. Girl. It's unfortunate, but. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. And what's funny is this is a sibling to um, someone who has appeared on the show before. Really? Who's that? Um, someone you've never met. <laughs> oh, well then, that's interesting. So yeah. that was one of the first couple episodes. <laughs> right, exactly. <clears throat> Not Corbs, obviously, because you've met Corbs. Yeah. So I just narrowed it down and just kind of threw it out there. So yeah, Matt, you got a big head. Um, so speaking of Corbs, you had uh, told me that he wanted to, to get on the show and yeah, and he wants to us. come back for some episodes. Hey, um, I was kind of expecting him to be here today. That's yeah, why I brought three beers. Oh well, you know, I probably should have texted him then. Yeah, that would have been helpful. Yeah, shit got busy. I was. They've been sending us out of town, like once a week now for work. So. Okay. I've been, you know, doing time in Albany and Rochester. And Are you staying overnight, or is it just a day trip? Day trips. Oh, that's so lovely. always good times. But, you know, every time I go to Rochester, get me a garbage plate. You know, they they look disgusting to me. This is coming from the fat so guy who good. eats anything. You do realize we have a, a, a garbage plate place yes, opening yes. right across the street from where I work. My, my wife wants to go there, and I'm... Because she's all about the garbage plate, and here's the thing. I love all of the things on there. But dumping hot shit on top of macaroni salad so skeeves good. me out. Dude, I'm telling you, it's so good. You have to try it. And uh, apparently this place, because uh, I've already been in contact with them too, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, oh, my God. You oh, well, you know, if, if they become plate. a friend of the show, okay, I'll, I'll try it. But. Yeah, but they're going to have multiple different kinds of plates you can do. Uh, and this is this is called the Brinewell Eatery, by the way, and they're opening in a week or two, I believe. Yeah. Right in downtown Syracuse. Uh, in the former... Um, Creole Soul downtown oh, location. Nice. Yeah. I wonder what ever happened to those guys. I don't know. Yeah. I think they have a food truck now. Oh, interesting. Doesn't everybody? Um, <laughs> that did not come across as bitter at all, did it? <laughs> um, not at all. So my notes here, like this is like a crazy person's um, roadmap. Because these are all things that I want to have links to in the show notes. You're going to be busy. I'm okay with that. Maybe I can formulate all these notes and stuff while I'm sitting at a three-hour fucking recital today. Yeah. But, oh, you uh, actually touched on something that I was going to talk about, and I just lost it again. So let's take a sip of this beer while I figure it <laughs> out. I wasn't sure if it was time yet. Did you see me do the whole handful back? <laughs> I, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> all right, we can't do this at the same time because then there's dead air. It doesn't work that way. So, oh, that is so good. Okay, see, obviously that is, he took his sip. That's everything good about a stout with a little kick of honey in it. That's how I like my things. A little kick of honey in it. Yeah? I don't know. good, right? <laughs> it actually sounded kind of creepy. That is good. It's actually a, like a, a, a mild flavor, too. Yeah. It's not strong like some of the other stouts. I mean, it's almost like the honey mellowed everything out. As it should. Yeah. As all things should. 
So since this is getting a little weird and you just keep saying the same thing over and over again, uh, I'm going to, uh, since you're talking about work, I'm going to bring that up too. Now, last time we were here, I mentioned that uh, I was going on a little trip, I believe. Oh, yeah. Has that happened already? Uh, no, it hasn't happened oh, already. Because um, I don't remember. No, it's like 37 days. We're now counting down the 37. days. 37. Yeah. And, and, and here's the great part. So definitely we, we got everything covered so that we're both going to be able to go. Awesome. Um, more details have emerged. Uh, we are, the night we get in, we're doing a team dinner um, at some big fancy Tex-Mex restaurant. Um, our first day there, we don't know what we're doing. Back up. Re- remind the audience where you're going. Oh, I'm going to Austin, Texas. My job has invited the entire support team to come to Austin, Texas for uh, two, three days. Awesome. So we're going to be uh, flying in on Tuesday, um, a dinner with my support team um, on, uh, on Tuesday night. All your homies. Basically, well, not every, not everybody can go. I mean, barely half the, the team is making it. Like our people in, you know, we have people in South Africa who just aren't going to be able to make it, which is sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so second day, we're going to be at, at headquarters. We don't know what we're doing. Um, they're going to do a little kickoff meeting in the boss's office, and, and and the owner, like his office, that's that's there in Austin because he's usually in San Francisco. He's going to be. Um, Having a, we're going to be having a meeting with him in his office. I, I'm not sure if he's actually going to be like telemeeting in or whatever they call it. Right. Um, but uh, we're going to do that, and then we're going to be at the office for that day. Um, after that, when we're done, we're going to be going to a place called the Kung Fu Saloon, Ooh. which is um, four blocks from our headquarters. It's basically Chuck E. Cheese for adults. It's a bar really? with bar food and retro arcade games. Oh, that's yeah. Badass. It seems pretty cool. On um. That's Wednesday. On Thursday, we're going to be going in for to the office for a little bit, and then we are taking off and going, and I forget the name of the place, but we're going to a brewery for uh, basically from like 12 to 4, and I think they're, they're sending everybody. It's not just us. It's the entire Austin office. Wow. All of our engineers going to this place for lunch. Uh, it's a brewery that is also an apiary, which means uh, they keep bees there. Okay. So that's going to be interesting. The food looks like it's five-star food. We're talking like, you know, some of the stuff... Are, braised rabbit leg with duck confit and stuff like that and some of it's a little more normal but it's definitely a high class establishment awesome uh and then after that you know i think we're going to have the evening to ourselves um i we're gonna things we're gonna be tied up a little bit you know we're kind of hoping to have a little more time to walk around austin and Mm -hmm. just explore ourselves but we'll get some time but the great part about it two things um number one my direct boss apparently isn't going to be able to make it to this one probably she's still trying to work it out but she said they're planning another event like this and she'll make sure she's at that one nice which it means they're planning on doing this more than once yeah i mean i'd like to think this would be a yearly thing i mean no offense but the the those that work at our corporate headquarters in san francisco and at the one in austin they get all sorts of cool shit um they first of all they get benefits they get paid days off but they also get to all this cool company shit they do they're, they're always on that stuff support kind of gets forgotten about because we're remote and right. i feel like they're they're realizing that oh man these guys are part of the company too that's why they said they're going to roll us into the company they're going to get us on the same you know vacations and all that kind of stuff and it seems like they're going to start doing stuff for us as well like it's important for a team to see each other face to face once in a while mm-hmm. And we can't do that. So, I mean, I'm hoping this is a yearly thing uh, because I think, it, first of all, it would be great for our team. Um, second of all, it would be nice to – I'm not saying that they haven't been good to us, but it would be nice to be rewarded for the fact that we're, we're doing the work of a team two, three times the size. You know, without um, a doubt. Yeah, it's. I mean, we, we especially lately the past month has been so ridiculous. I told, I said it was ridiculously insane over the holidays. Okay, that was 
that was nothing. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even believe how challenging it has been recently, and we're still getting through it. Uh, so it's nice to to have that reward. And I know that all of this stuff they can write it all off. Right. You know, it doesn't. In the end, of, end of the day, it doesn't cost them a penny. Right. I'm sure, but it, it means a lot to us. Mm-hmm. Without you know, doubt, it, yeah. it's nice to feel appreciated. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, in that vein, um, we asked uh, if. In our Slack channel, we ask, first of all, you know, what are we doing? Um, are we giving up our hours? What are, first of all, they're paying us our regular hours to be there, so we're not going to lose money, which is That's a big awesome. deal for oh tomorrow God, night, yeah. you know, because we can't afford to not get paid. Uh, but also somebody asked, so all these excursions are um, just, just so I know, do I need to be prepared to pay for that? Like, you know, we go to Kung Fu Saloon, do we have to pay for, you know, our appetizers and drinks? I mean, we're fine with that. I mean, they're, they're yeah, flying us out to put know. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're like, no, they literally said uncle rev is paying for everything that's awesome yeah i am it's i've always loved the company and i've always felt pretty appreciated but th- this is a whole other level um this feels like gold club from when i was at at&t nice so i'm i'm really happy about that good I can't tell you how excited i am that I, I can't wait for the full report after you get back there will be pictures and hopefully um you know i don't know my team members that well because we are remote um, i'm hoping that uh I'm hoping nobody gets drunk and makes an ass of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if it happens, it happens. But I, I think everyone's probably of the same mindset that, yeah, don't fuck this up. Yeah. So, so you seem to be enjoying that beer more than I am, or is it just because I was talking? No, it's good. I really like this one. <clears throat> Do you think you would like me to uh, carbonate the raspberry nut brown ale with honey? I can do that. Do you think that'll work out? Like you're the one that knows, you understand how all this. I don't see why it wouldn't. The only the goes. only difference there is I'm going to be uh, using brewer sugar and mixing the sugar right into the batch. Mm-hmm. But I don't see why a, a little bit of honey in each bottle would uh, do any damage. Right. It might be a little overcarbonated, so we have to wait for it to, to calm down. But yeah, but that typically works out for us if we're using it for the show. This is true. <laughs> um, you do realize that this show has almost been entirely about beer. I'm okay with this, and I'm okay with it if it stays that way. If, if all of a sudden we do a beer show with a little bit of comic books thrown in. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Saturday mornings makes it rough. Well, actually, not really, because it's you know not a bad way to carry your day out with a buzz, I guess. Yeah. You know what I would like to get? Somebody, uh... A sponsor? A, a sponsor who would uh, come, come sit down with us and uh, talk about it. Mm. You know what I'd like to get? Since what? we're doing wish lists, our own fucking board op. That way we can just literally sit and talk and ignore the third person sitting at the table. Yeah, but that means we have to pay for that. Plus, you no, know, you, you know what though? Paying anybody anything? You know I, this? I, I will, I'll tell you this. I understand the idea of that, but first of all, that board is set. You haven't touched it the entire time we've been here. No, because we've got it down. You and yeah. I do. Like and, we know where to sit. And you know what? Having another person here, I'm not saying it would impact our banter. But you can't in- introduce a third person into something and have there not be an effect. You need it to be someone who knows enough to not try to interject. Yeah. And that's got to be really hard. Because, I mean, if you're sitting there at a table, you want to become part of the conversation. This is true. But also, I think our breaks and our times off mic are in- is important to our energy and relationship as the time the mics are on. Yes. And there are things that we talk about off mic we would never talk about right. on mic. Yeah, like that time that you killed that hobo. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. Not not edit. not cool, dude. Not cool. I can edit. I'll edit that out. <laughs> I love doing that stupid shit. <laughs> and this is why we'll never get a sponsor is because I say stupid shit like that. It's all your fault. It probably is. 
So, um, I'm pretty sure we have something else that we have to roll into here that we haven't done yet. I think you're right. All right, first up this week, uh, man, I don't even want to talk about this, Paul. Uh oh. I am. I'm really struggling with this. If this had been last week, I probably wouldn't have even been able to uh, insert this in. But um, oh, okay. Now I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but it was announced last week that Supernatural is ending. Uh, the uh, three primary cast members, um, Jared, Jensen, and Misha, came out and said that the show was ending next year uh, with a, a 20 episode, uh, slightly shortened season. Um, I do. I. You know, I've talked about it before. I want the show to run forever. I mm-hmm. wanted him to at least hit twenty years. That's what I was really hoping for. I, and it's it's got to be it's got to be the main cast members. They must want to to be done. Uh, I I don't. I really wish that um, we knew more. I really do. Uh, it was nice of them though. The three of them went on um, Twitter and did a video, and you could see um, the emotion. You know, they said there'll be more crying later. You know, it's it's it seems like it was tough for them, mm-hmm. and I'd love to uh, get more of an explanation as a fan uh, because, I mean, they're, they're writing their own ticket. You know, they they CW's uh, president Mark Pet Petowitz, I believe, is the name is, has said the show can run for as long as they want to do it. You know, that there there was no pressure from the the networks. You know, they, they were happy to let them do their thing. They have you know the, the ratings are solid enough that they don't care. Right. Just let them go. They ha- it's a spot that they can always count on. And it's going to be sad because this show has been on for so long. 15 seasons, 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, longest running horror themed TV show ever. And I've seen so many articles, especially ones that talk about how, you know, oh, you people say that Supernatural isn't real horror because it's toned down for, uh, for television. But, I mean, they've pushed the boundaries as far as they could. It, it, wasn't, like, it, it wasn't like watching Goosebumps. Right. Okay? This was... Real scary shit, and they've done you know lots of blood and guts, but they just couldn't push it past that boundary where TV would say no. Right. So they did everything they could. I'm hoping they bring it to a good end. I'm hoping. I mean, people say you know one of the brothers has to die at the end. I really hope that they don't, because whatever reasoning for them, whether it's I want more time with my family, I need a break, I would like to think that they could come back in a few years if they wanted to do a tv movie mm-hmm. come back do a revival that's a big thing you know yeah. you didn't now coming back and doing a season every couple years is acceptable yeah i'd like to see the door open there one of the things that we were really as fans were hoping for is they've tried twice now to do a backdoor pilot to do a spinoff um the first one didn't deserve it it sucked i, I hated it uh the second one uh, was wayward sisters and i thought it was fantastic and i and i hoped it would get picked up and no one really knows why it didn't uh, we were hoping there would be a spinoff in that universe so that it could continue on. You could have some characters meander in and out as they wanted to. Uh, but I think the big thing is a lot of people just want this universe to continue. They've created a mythology that has affected other myth- mythologies. You know, other people are now writing things and using some of the ideas they came up with. You know, for you know the rules about supernatural creatures and things like that. It's it's. We're going to look back on Supernatural and see that it was a, a, a big deal mm-hmm. to the people who went on to create big deals, if right. that makes sense. Yes. Uh, the other thing I point to, if you walk into, uh, I'm going to say so far, everyone I've seen, but any uh, YMCA, if you walk in there in the morning during the week 
and get on the treadmills, one of those TVs is always set to TNT. And the treadmills in front of the, when they're showing the two-hour Supernatural block, <laughs> is always taken. Nice. You know, I, it, people love it. You know, and th- these are like skinny, sporty people, business people, whatever. I mean, it's it's that big of a deal. I mean, you, you might as well call it the Supernatural TV, there at least for, for those few hours in the morning. Uh, it's clearly that important to a lot of people. And, man, I don't know. I'm going to be sad. It'd be oh, like yeah. if Doctor Who ended. Again. Because it doesn't Again. keep ending. Well, it has once. Uh, next up, I'll have a large popcorn and an extra small soda and a large cup to pee in. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's now officially been confirmed that Avengers through Avengers Endgame has a three-hour runtime. Um, an enormous, enormous runtime. But... The Russo brothers have actually, uh, they've tested uh, four different cuts, and they found that after the first one, which people wanted to break, the other three cuts they did, people really didn't want to break. They didn't need a break. It played well, so that's what they're going with. Nice. Um, I am certain, this is going to be one of those situations, dude, we can't go to, to Buffalo Wild Wings and like have a beer beforehand. Right. I don't even think we can have a beer at the movie tavern. I mean, it's three hours. You do realize you can't get tickets. To go opening night anymore if you haven't already bought any. Oh, really? No, oh, yeah. I didn't. Did you get them? I got one. Oh, so I guess we're not going to see this movie together. I'd kind of count not on that. Not opening night, but I'll trust me. I'll go again if you want to go. <laughs> but I, I, you'll appreciate this, because last Tuesday they went on sale, this past Tuesday. Oh, see, I, I didn't even realize um, that, and I assumed you would have you reached out to me and said, hey. I didn't have time. Oh. Like, I found out I got home from work that Tuesday, and I, I fired up my phone, and I saw the article about how everything's going like tickets are selling out like a crazy person so like well let me see what's going on i mean this is syracuse that's not going to happen yeah one decent seat left in the seven o'clock showing at movie tavern like the front row was open because nobody wants to sit in the front row right but there was one and it was like four rows down because normally you know you know how i am i back row yeah four rows down right on the end i'm like i don't dare not get it like Everyone's been texting me. Uh, Drewski, Andrew Sean. Yeah. Hey, uh, are we going to see Endgame? I'm like, well, I'm going on Thursday night because I panicked and bought the last ticket. <laughs> but, so, yeah, that's I have a single ticket to go. Wow. Apparently, they're selling on eBay for like $500. That's ridiculous. Right. $500 or wait until tomorrow. Exactly. Know, that That's insane. Wait till the weekend and just stay on social media. Well, I, you know, I, I don't think it's that difficult. I mean, you know, I managed to avoid uh, spoilers for Captain Marvel for a whole month. That's good. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't know, maybe it's just my social media habits, but I'm finding it easier not to get spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and I think most people are realizing now, don't be a douche. You yeah. know what I mean? Next up, you just know a dead mouse joke is coming. Disney confirms that Deadpool is remaining in their newly, uh, I guess what would you call it? Their newly uh, joined universe now that they've uh, finished their merger with Fox? Yes. Um, basically, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Chairman Alan Horn said, you'll be seeing more of Deadpool in the years of head. Or years of he- years, years of head. ahead. Years of head. This is what happens when we have to drink three beers without that third person I thought was going to be here. See, um, it's Corp's fault. In the years ahead. Now, They've put a picture of Ryan Reynolds up on the uh, the website. The school bus? Uh, and I, I didn't look at the picture. I just read the news article that said oh. that it was up there. Sorry. Oh, oh, I know. I saw that. That I think he tweeted it out. 
But uh, it, it seems that they are going to keep things the way they are. And, and that's good. Yes. Uh, not just because we love the Deadpool movies, but uh, out of all the characters that Fox had, Deadpool is the only character who could suddenly pop up in the MCU and be like, what did we have yeah. an infinite or a crisis on infinite earths whatever and just go on with it yes he breaks the fourth wall he can do that he could step from that universe into this one make a comment about it and that's it right none of the other you know characters could uh, get really get away with that so i'm uh, i'm excited that they didn't break something that wasn't that didn't need to be broken they didn't right. try to fix something that wasn't broken did they both work i think so okay because um, seriously, come on, Ryan Reynolds. Who else can play that part now? Right, that's perfect. Yeah, you cannot change that. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see somebody else playing uh, Wolverine, even though it's going to be tough because Hugh Jackman did such a great job. But no, Deadpool can't be anyone but Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Absolutely, never. never. No um, one else. Did you also see that CinemaCon or whatever this thing is that was such a big deal for the movie industry? Uh, the news just came out that they, Disney is still planning to release Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. Yeah, I saw that they're... Are, they're, are they considering doing it uh, as direct-to-video? Because we're talking about that. Or they're still uh, going to do no, it No, they have uh, theatrical releases. Okay. Uh, do you think they're going to be like just shoved away on a bad movie weekend or something? Probably. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean... Because I'm sure they want to, you know, the, the further out they release something X-Men related, the longer they have to wait to fold the to X-Men reboot. in. yeah. So that's that's tough. Yeah, and that's the thing is these movies coming out, you know, they're not getting sequels regardless. Yeah, because they need to fold these characters in. But I'm very very curious about New Mutants. Like I want to see how they handle a comic book horror. Yeah, you know something that occurred to me this week uh, too is because some people have said, like you mentioned earlier, how are they going to make uh, Captain Marvel the uh, linchpin of the new MCU? Um, I I know how. I can tell you right now how to do it. Um, You need to introduce the X Men to this universe. It doesn't have to be, the X-Men have been around for the 60s, blah, blah, blah. You kick it off with AVX. Ooh. Avengers versus X-Men. Doesn't matter who's leading the Avengers. That I mean, Carol Danvers can do that. And that will be a big fucking deal right I mean, there. As long as they don't have Rogue on the X-Men squad, you're all right. Why? Back to the whole time when Rogue took away carol's powers uh, yeah that happened in the comics that hasn't happened to the movies that's what i'm saying you can't have rogue on the the movie squad because you know it'd be a shame if you took away all her powers i i, I guess i'm not following you i'm both. saying adapt that story oh I'm okay surprised. you didn't say adapt that story you were saying you I, it seemed like you were saying you can't adapt that story like, there's what? A, no i mean well you can't because i mean fucking heads would explode you can't do that to Captain Marvel. Probably not. So. But, you know, they don't even have to go there. No, but, I mean, you, they've got to do something with it. Could just have a little nod. Well, I mean, they, they, they could always do that down the road, too. Yes. I'm just saying that's, A, a great way to put Captain Marvel in a position where she leads the Marvel Universe in a movie where it doesn't matter who's leading the Avengers. It's going to be a big deal. Everybody right. is going to come see Avengers versus X-Men. That's also a great, great way to introduce them. Okay, so they haven't been around for the 60s. They've been around since the 90s, but underground, and this is the first time they go public. Right. I'm okay. down with it. That works for me. Yeah, I, I think it's perfect. It's a great introduction without having to do another fucking X-Men standalone movie. You mm-hmm. know, you can spin them off afterwards. It's big enough that it's it's not going to matter that we don't have Iron Man and Captain America. I, I think it's pretty much bulletproof if it's written by the right people. The Russos? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, 
Mom won't bring my tendies downstairs. Now, I don't know if you've seen this, but conspiracy theorists on the internet claim that Disney bought up most of the tickets for the Captain Marvel movies, the theaters, to inflate the ticket sales as it crossed a billion. Have you seen this? I've heard rumblings of this before. Now, they are saying there are pictures posted on Twitter of empty movie theaters. I'm thinking to myself, wow, well, it's not like I couldn't just take a picture of an empty movie theater before the people get there or after they've left. Uh, But no, the, the idea is that Disney was banking on Captain Marvel leading the next phase of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, and it's such a dismal failure that they are buying the tickets themselves to inflate the box office. Now, you, you looked at me when I said, Mom won't bring my tendies downstairs. You don't get that. I didn't you? catch okay. it. Okay, we're, we're talking about the... Um, I say overweight as I'm an overweight guy, but uh, let's say over, the overweight incels, the involuntary virgins in their mom's basement playing video games and writing angry hate things on the internet and you know, getting mad because mom won't bring their chicken tendies downstairs. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about those douchebags. The neckbeards. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta say this. What What is more believable that people liked Captain Marvel? I liked it. You liked it. Your kids liked it. Yes. Um, how many girls do you know loved Captain Marvel? Any of them that have seen it? Okay, because apparently no women have gone to see the movie, uh, according to these people. Really? Yeah. Um, or there's a massive conspiracy with a company that honestly could afford it, uh, buying their own tickets um, to make it seem like it's a success. Um Man, I, I gotta tell you, if I watched the movie and it was a pile of shit, maybe I'd give them some credit, but it wasn't. No, yeah, it, it was, yeah. I can tell you, I, I went with four females to see the movie. So, females are going. Yeah, I... It, it, it's like, it, it's almost like these are the, uh, the the commenters and the dregs that are really uh, big on Cosmic Book News. <laughs> Fucking fuckers. The, it, the Cosmic Book News must be the equivalent of Fox News for Republicans. Okay. It basically is, yeah. Um, I mean, and that's all. I mean, it's it's completely run by neckbeards, the incels. And can you explain to me? And this is where I show my age again. What what does incel mean? Involuntarily, like, involuntary celibate, which basically means that you're such an awful, horrible person, whether it be you know in your personality or your looks, that you cannot get laid. Okay, I just wasn't sure what yeah. that meant. And and it, I think it it's almost like embracing it. Oh, okay. You know, so I'm never going to get laid, so I'm going to try to destroy everything that's good in this world for other people. That's yeah. That that sounds about right. Yeah. So I I, I gotta say, you know what? I, I, I almost have no words. What, what the? F- There's a WTF file right there. I mean, that's an ongoing one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually pulling pictures together, pictures that probably aren't true, and creating a narrative around them. Yeah. Um. That that fits your the worldview that you wish was true. I mean, that's a next level. Uh, that's some next level fucking yourself is what it is. Yeah, that that's like like ultimate levels of what the fuck style. Yeah. Wait, what? I don't know. Mine was better. Yeah. Um. What else we got? So no, that's that's the news, kids. And I'm gonna go see how many Mexican t- countries there really are because apparently I'm confused and I don't remember geography. Paul. You know, they've done a meme out of that now, right? I, I know, that? I saw okay. it. I love that, by the way. That made me really giggle. I gotta say, you know, when I saw that that was, and I saw legitimately that was an actual picture from Fox News, I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Three Mexican countries. Yes. President cuts aid to three Mexican countries. 
I always I mean, thought it was South America. What was it? Was it really a mistake, or did they do that? I, I feel like that can't possibly be a mistake. You can't possibly be working at that level in video television production and make that mistake. They have to be like, you know what? People are going to believe that those are Mexican countries because it's all about Mexico right, right. now. Holy crap! <laughs> Uh, I want to kill everybody in the world now. I, uh, it would help. Yes, it Start would. over, yes. Um, so, I've actually been uh, <coughs> reading books, too. You can't read. I can read, no, clearly. Can. I read my show notes. Um, you memorize your show notes. <laughs> no, obviously not. Avery was able to memorize books at like three, and we thought she could read, and it turns out she just remembered from when we read to her. She saw That's the pictures. That's impressive, yeah. though. I'm not going to lie. All my kids did that. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I, I've decided, because Moon Knight is going to be showing up in the fourth issue of this, that I should probably catch up on Marvel Comics Presents. Okay. So... Um, I uh, was able to get the first three issues, courtesy of Cloud City Comics and Toys. Thank you. And Armory Square. Um, and it, it's real cool. It looks like it's going to be rotating stories. I believe, because I haven't gotten to crack all of them yet, there's a, there's a Wolverine story that's ongoing. And I know uh, one of the agents of uh, Atlas, the, the monkey guy, Mr. Monkey or whatever, has a story in one of the issues. Uh, Reed Richards has got his own story in it. Okay. Um, and it's it's just like we remember it from the 90s. Just really? separate. Like, little hits. Like, nothing that's affecting the outside world. But uh, a lot of fun. Very well done. Art's great. I can't remember who the artist is on it right now because I don't have them in front of me. And I naturally didn't write it down. So Because you can't read. No, well, I can't write. I can read. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've seen the articles I've put up online. I can't write. But, yeah, good stuff. Go check it out. Quick it. All right. You know, I I probably am not going to read that book just because I never liked that style. See, I love the anthology style books. See, and I don't because, like you said, they're, they're out of continuity. Well, I mean, they can be in continuity, but at the end of the day, they don't actually matter. And right. I'm all about the history and the building and mm-hmm. uh, while I can read good stuff I mean I felt I mean I my pick this this a week was a detective comics uh, 1000 but I mean in truth not a single story in that book mattered until the last page when Arkham Knight showed up that's the only one that actually affects <laughs> that's gonna do anything what's going, going forward. on yeah um but uh, no, I've I've never liked anthology books like that. Huh. You know what's interesting though? Let's talk about comics for a second because I, I I have been reading some interesting stuff. You know what's really fucking good and it has surprised the hell out of me? Marvel's Conan books. Really? I, I on a whim. Now I will say this, they have too many of them. There's Conan, the Savage Sword of Conan, and I think there's two other Conans. Conan takes out the garbage. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And I'm just like, oh crap, it's like Wolverine all over again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I've been reading the, the main stories, Conan and Savage Sword of Conan, and holy crap, these are really good. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't feel like... I mean, the old uh, the old Conan uh, stories that were in the big magazines, I mean, they I, I, if I remember those correctly, they had, you know, titties and uh, all sorts of, like, really graphic shit. They can't do that in these books, but they're, they're really well written, and I'm... I mean, I, I know that they're kind of folding Conan into the Avengers, like he's going to be involved in the Marvel Universe. The Savage proper. Avengers, yeah. yeah it, it, that, that's a little fucked up, but you know, if you're going to go with it, go with it, I guess. I guess, yeah. Uh, but I'm really surprised at how well-written these books are. Like, I'm actually interested. I mean, 
a Conan went from I'm going to read it on a whim to one of probably my top five books. No shit. Yeah, almost immediately it's that good. I mean, it's it's up there with uh, Immortal Hulk, uh, which is also still fantastic. Uh, Walking Dead 190 came out this week, and finally something is happening with Walking Dead. It's like nothing has actually happened for 50 issues, it feels like. Um, but we're, we're finally getting somewhere, and I'm not sure if it's going to go somewhere good, but... Uh, a couple things really did come out of uh, Walking Dead 190. Uh, first of all, our first real conflict in a long time, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to kind of be an interesting one, and I don't want to spoil anything. The other thing is in the letter section, because, you know, the letter section, they have their editor, which responds, but Kirkman also responds to most of the letters as well. Usually it's little snarky comments, but sometimes mm-hmm. he, he says something. They did confirm that Negan is not dead, even though he's been out of the book for a long time. And, uh, well, this this is old enough, so it's it's I, I can let it go. Um, after helping with the Whisperer Wars and all that stuff, they um, kick him out. And Maggie, who can't accept that, you know, even though he helped them, that they let him go, hunts him down with the intention of killing him. And he is out on his own. He's living in this, this little cabin. She finds him, and she's going to kill him. And then she he's, he's crying. He is saying, I'm sorry. You know, he's like, please kill me. Just get it done with. And she's like, you're pathetic, and walks away. And leaves him alive. Didn't they do that in the show too? No, not not, not with her. Maggie. It seems like this season they did that on the show. No, no, they didn't do that on the show. No, he he escaped this um, this season, went to the back to uh, the sanctuary, mm-hmm. saw that it was you know shit, and just decided to go back to jail. But no, that hasn't happened. I remember him crying and telling them to kill him, and maybe it was Michonne. Maybe when it first happened, when he first got his throat cut, maybe, maybe it was in, I don't at know. the end of last season. All um, I know is I haven't watched the season finale yet. Oh, you uh, you used to stay up on top of that. That one we, we got a week behind because when that went the extra twenty five minutes last time, yeah, it didn't tape, so I had to wait oh. until it retaped again. So we're we're one behind. That's that's the only episode okay. I'm behind on. Well, well, we'll touch on that in a second, um, but. You know, he confirmed that Negan is still alive. So, I mean, then there's no way that they're not going to bring him back into the story eventually. uh, Because people are asking for it. Nice. And I I think that the uh, TV show is going to inform that. Because considering all the cast they've lost and the cast they're going to lose, um, I would not be surprised to see Negan um, having his uh, redemption story and uh, end up leading one of the... uh, One of the groups? Yeah, I I, I almost don't see how they can't do it. First of all, you don't waste Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Right. And... while I like the way it played out in the comic book, since Lauren Cohan's been gone making Whiskey Cavalier, of course, she said she's going to come back eventually. If she comes back just to like do that shitty thing to Negan, I'm going to be pissed off. I mean, she has to come back and make me care about the character enough, make me care about how sad she is that Glenn's gone to do that crappy stuff to Negan that she does, mm-hmm. considering that the Negan we have now, and you haven't seen this, so I can't talk about the it. Final. I know they, he gets out. That's that's all I know so far. Well, no, they let him out because there's a snowstorm, and, um, oh, fucking fuck it. You're okay with spoilers. You always yeah, say it that. Yeah, doesn't. Okay, um, Judith uh, was put in charge of uh, Daryl's dog. Dog. Okay, dog and um, dog took off before the snowstorm, and she can't find him. And when they have to go from one place to another because the the chimney's blocked, I mean they have they have everyone holding on a rope. It's that bad of a blizzard. It's wow, really bad. She hears dog barking and takes off. And Negan, without a second's thought, follows her. Now he gets a, a sign or something blows off, hits him in the knee. His fucking knees bleeding all over the place. He's freezing to death. He finds her, takes off his coat and his undershirt. 
wraps it around her. She says, you have to take dog too, gets dog. He saves her life and brings her back because uh, he really cares about the yeah. kid. They're, they're, they're turning him around, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like... In the comics, when they turned him around, it was just that he, he said, Rick, you were right, I was wrong. You can lead people like this. Becomes part of the group and is an instrumental in um, defeating the Whisperers. Right. And then this bullshit happens with Maggie. Now, in the comics, that kind of makes sense because he's still kind of a dick. And the show, yes, he's kind of a dick, but this completely different. You know, selflessly running off to save Rick Grimes' daughter. Yeah. It's completely different, and especially the relationship that he had uh, with Carl. I, I feel like they, I feel like they can bring him back. Yeah. And if they yeah. don't, if they follow the comic, then it's going to be a severe disservice to the character and the way he's played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I still have to watch this last. last yes, episode. you do. The, this past season has been better than it's been in a long time. I know. I'm, I'm loving it. I've been having a blast with this season, and I think it's due to the whispers. I don't think so. I honestly think it's the showrunner. Now, here's the thing. I didn't mind uh, Scott Gimple as showrunner. People said, oh, he ruined the show. Scott Gimple came on when the show was actually getting fucking boring and made it interesting again, Mm -hmm. but he made it too interesting. You know, he did the whole, you know, dumpster thing. I mean, he he made some some choices that I didn't mind, but it pissed people off. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the new showrunner, Angela Kang... She really seems to get the show on a level that you know most people don't, and she's multi-layered characters, multi-layered storytelling. Uh, that's why I think that's why the season is so good. The Whisperers were always going to be terrifying, mm-hmm. but the reason the storyline is so good, interwoven with the other ones, is because of the person steering the ship. There you go. Because I mean, let's face it. Uh, people say the show hasn't been great since the Governor. Okay, guys. Um, I- I'm sorry, but. The show wasn't that great with the governor. Um, <laughs> right. The actor, David Morrissey, is fucking amazing. I love him, but he was not the governor from the comic books, first of all. The governor of the comic books did not have a redeeming quality. Right. All right. They, they kind of fucked that one up, too. It could have gone completely differently. It could have been a lot. And, and it, again, it was, it was drawn out. It didn't need to be, but it was drawn out. And they do that with every big conflict. They draw it out. Uh, the show has never really handled anything very well. It's got great source material, but they always seem to falter. Even back to season one, they, they've made some pretty big mistakes. Um, this is the first season that I've seen of this show that I think is 100% on point. They did not make a single misstep throughout this entire season. Nice. See, I, I like I said, I've only ever read the first six issues of Walking Dead. Yeah. So the rest of it, to me, and I mean, I know who was supposed to be on those pikes that weren't. Yeah. So I'm not going to say I'm disappointed. I was glad to see Henry's head on the pike. Well, you, you know, I, I was... I don't want to say disappointed, but here's where it gets weird. It seemed like... Okay, killing Carl was a mistake. It seemed like Henry was picking up Carl's storyline. Now they've killed Henry. Um, I don't know where that leaves Lydia, because without Carl or Henry, I'm not sure why she's there. But I'm confident that Angela Kang is going to be able to put something together there and pull it together because she's I mean you got to think about it she she managed to direct this show during the season that it loses its main character and the quality went up from that episode right yeah um that's pretty damn impressive in my book oh yeah yeah I I didn't realize it was a new showrunner because I don't follow up yeah this this is her first season and she's um yeah, I, I, seriously, I mean, th- this could have been a disaster. I mean, losing Andrew Lincoln, I mean, that's a huge... You're, that's your main character. Right. Coming off losing your other main character, and next season she's losing the current main character. Yeah. 
I mean, she she's in a tough position, and, and but she's shining at every opportunity. So I plus she have you seen her? Have you seen Angela King? No. She comes on the Talking Dead once in a while, and I she a little she's it's like her face is permanently happy. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not quite sure. I mean, when I watch her talk, I'm a little like taken aback. Um, but she she seems to have an enthusiasm for that. Whereas Scott Gimple has an enthusiasm. For how he's gonna fuck with us, she seems to have an enthusiasm for the show itself. Like nice. this is the best. She's been on since season two. She was part of the production crew in season mm-hmm. two, and it seems like she this is her dream job, and she's happy to be doing it. And I think that shows. That's awesome. Good, but that's all I got, Paul. You sure? Yeah. Well, you're holding up the the page with the WTF on. Well, I don't want to lose it. That's why I want to have it <laughs> ready to go. Why would it disappear? <clears throat> it could. I mean, that's what happens down here. So, all right. Just think. So are we ready to wrap it up? Is we are ready. To, we are ready to wrap this up. All right. Um, it's uh, this one's hard. To, I, okay, so I'm I'm walking to work the other morning, right? Minding my own business, I cross the uh, the intersection with the Salina, and I'm heading towards my building. I pass by Cabal, heading towards Twisted Images t- Tattoo Shop. Coming towards me is an older guy. Hugh, I shit you not. This guy looks like Stanley. Really? Yes. Same kind of comb-back gray hair and mustache, similar glasses. He's wearing a maroon members-only kind of jacket, walking right towards me, smiling. As uh, as I close the gap, we get closer to each other. I can hear him muttering, and now I see he's not just smiling, he's like leering at me and pointing. Glance around to see what he's pointing at, but it was me. He gets up close to me and points at me, still leering, and says, Mustache ride? Nods excitedly and says, and, uh, says it a couple more times. Mustache ride. Mustache ride. Yeah. I'm positive. The Stanley looking, members only wearing fucking pervert was sexually harassing me in the streets of fucking downtown. You know what? Until next time, stay fresh, cheese bags. This has been a GeekPod Network production. Show notes and links to our social media can be found on our webpage, www.geekpod.com. That's G33KPOD.com. Want to help us out? Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Reviews really help keep us on the charts. Thanks, guys, and see you next time.